BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I am so excited to be here with Jen Glantz from Bridesmaids for Hire. Hi Jen. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Thanks for being here. So first let's start off with how old are you and where are you from? I'm 30 years old and I'm from Florida. Love it. Which part? South Florida, Boca Raton, where everyone from New York goes to retire. So people exactly. always want to know like how I grew up there. But uh-huh. There are young people there. I actually know a few people who grew up there. Really? We'll play the name game yes. after. Um, and obviously, my godmother lives there. Nice. Um, who is in the retirement community, oh, and yeah. she's loving it. It's the best. Truly. It really is. Yeah. I mean, the weather is just always on point. You Beyond. know, it's a little hot in the summer, but... It's worth it. It is what it it's is. It's worth it for no yeah. snow. Yeah. So, Jen, what is your current relationship status? I have been in a relationship for three years, which is the longest I've ever been in a relationship in my That's life. That's amazing. Yeah, it's weird to say. Mm-hmm. Usually, I'm the single one who's like, I have no luck, but... For three years, I've somehow made it work. I love that. You have, like, a relationship glow and also just, like, a glow in general. If you guys can't see, which obviously you (laughs) can't, Jen's pants have these awesome... What are I they called? Like even it's know. like bedazzled. Yeah. But it's very chic Thank and like you. not too much. I'm really into it. Thank Who you. makes these pants? Okay, you're gonna freak out, but I got them at Forever 21 no. for like ten dollars. No. Yeah. You know, it's so funny because I'm always like, I just wish I could be someone who pulls off Forever 21, but you have to have like an on point yeah. body. Mm, you know what you do. It's almost like you have to have mm-hmm. patience because patience. when you go there, nothing looks good on the hanger. Yeah, you know? that's true. It's that's like true. an adventure. I I agree. It's definitely an adventure. So tell us a little bit about bridesmaids for hire. Is it bridesmaid or yes. bridesmaids? Bridesmaid for hire. Okay. So I started Bridesmaid for Hire four years ago. Mm -hmm. Early in my 20s, all of my friends from Florida got engaged, got married, and I was always the bridesmaid. And it came to the point where, seriously, I have people who are asking me to be the bridesmaid who I haven't spoken to in years. No. People, like, came out of the woodwork and were like, will you be my bridesmaid? Why? Because I had done it so many times. I was good at it. I was Mm -hmm. reliable. And there was one night where two distant friends asked me on the same night to be a bridesmaid. Oh, and what did you do? I panicked. I was like, I came home and I told my old roommate, I was like, Carrie, like, what is going on with the universe? Like, why is this happening? And she's like, duh, you've become a professional bridesmaid. And something in my head clicked and I was like, you know what? I'm going to start a business where strangers can hire me to be a bridesmaid. And for sure, I did. That's incredible. I love that. And um, what does it mean to be a good bridesmaid? 
Honestly, other, other than reliability, obviously. It's so simple. It means to be a normal friend. Like people take on the bridesmaid role and they're like, oh my God, I have to say yes to everything. I have to spend all this money. I have to deal with drama. It's like, no, you can say no to what you don't want to do and mm-hmm. you cannot spend your life savings. You just right. have to remember to be a good friend. And it's literally that simple. Sounds pretty simple. And we met through your writing yes. that you do. So when did you start getting into writing? Is it just a freelance thing? I've been writing my whole life. I was a poetry major in college, which is like the oddest thing to major in, but I did. And I studied poetry. I've been writing freelance writing for years. I've written two books. I wrote an entire book called When You Least Expect It about my life as a hired bridesmaid Mm. because people were always like, what is the craziest story? So I've written books. I write a ton. It's, It's really what like my backbone is, is being a writer. I love that. And who's your favorite poet? And we'll get to, like, your favorite poem later on. I would say E. Cummings. I mean, you hear all of his poems in weddings. I knew you would say that yeah. because that's mine. No I don't way. know. I was just, like, projecting. Yeah. Well, okay, like, in that movie, In Her Shoes, mm-hmm. with Cameron Diaz, they read a poem, and I'm like, okay, ever since that movie, I'm like, I think he gets, like, top. But a more modern poet, Sharon Olds, she writes a lot about the human body and love and relationships and does it in such a crazy, relatable way. And I would say her. I mean, I got to meet her, and I literally was starstruck. And mm-hmm. you wouldn't even know her if she passed on the street but I like couldn't breathe for sure how do you like follow a modern poet is it on Instagram honestly a lot of like the best poets are ones who are like old 60s 70 but Mm -hmm. they write with the voice of a millennial and oftentimes that's just going to the bookstore reading through books I was I discovered her when I was in college because I hated reading Shakespeare it was like so unrelatable I never knew what was going on and I read more modern poetry and discovered her and was like oh I'm so hooked I love that. And I want to hear some of these bridesmaid stories that you mentioned, but I cannot go on until you tell me when your birthday is. Oh my goodness. Okay. So my birthday is, are you ready for this? April Fool's Day. Wow. April 1st. April 1st. So you're an Aries. I am the truest Aries you've ever met in your life. I'm proud of it. I'm so proud of it. I love that. I love anyone that's proud of their sign and I'm a Libra, so we're opposite signs. Yeah. So opposites attract, obviously. Um, most of my best friends are Aries, mm. and um, I just, like, it's, like, the piece of me that's missing are, yeah. are my Aries friends, yeah. which is really nice. We're a lot, but I love being an Aries. I think I'm, like, completely the definition of being an Aries, and I'm so proud of it. Mm. And when my friends are having kids, because that's what they're all doing now, a lot of them are having Aries babies, and they're oh, calling me, like, oh, my like, God. What do I do? Yeah, and I'm like, well, you're in luck, because you're having a wonderful child, uh-huh. <laughs> but... Um, we always joke about that. For sure. Times. When you say you're the definition of an Aries for any Aries listeners out there, um, what does that mean to you? I'm super stubborn, but I think that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. My therapist doesn't. She wants to change it. <laughs> I'm like, good luck. I'm always right. I like to be the center of attention. I am so determined. Like, I will not give up on things. And that goes into the more stubborn route. Mm. But um, those are the traits that define me. And they can be a lot for people who don't understand them. But I think it's a blessing to mm-hmm. be in this sign. I'm so proud of it. Yeah, I, I I fully agree with you. And do you know your rising sign and moon sign? I did. I think I'm also a rising Aries. And mm-hmm. then... you got to have more Aries yeah. in to be such like a, oh, yeah. an Aries. You and know? then I think the, um, the moon sign... I want to say Taurus, but I'm not sure. I if like, so, then you might be the most stubborn person in the world. Okay, then I think that's it because <laughs> I... I am. Uh-huh. I literally am. If you're like Jen, don't do that. I will do it. Yeah, you know? of course. Of course. I love that. I'm similar, but um, I don't have any Aries in me, which 
I'm sad about, but, but that's I have other fire. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And yeah. I have some Leo somewhere in there, um, which is nice. So going back to your relationship. Yes. Um, how did you meet your current partner? So it's wild because I had just gone through a breakup. I was mm-hmm. dating someone who lived in Canada. I loved him. One day he called me and he was like, um, I'm moving to Thailand. And I was like, amazing. I'll move with you. Mm-hmm. And he was like, no, Jen, I'm not inviting you. And I was heartbroken and he still wanted to lead me along and I was like, I can't do this. So how, how in the world would he be able to lead you on if he was moving to Thailand? I don't even understand. He said this comment, this is what triggered it. He's Mm -hmm. like, don't worry, I'll be back in four months and you're always single. So I'm sure you'll be single then. No. And something triggered inside of my like 26 year old brain where I was like, "Mm -mm." like, I know I deserve more than this. I've never done this before, but I'm going to be the one that's like, leave me alone and never talking to you again again Good and I did you. and he called and he texted and he did everything and I was like no but because I am sort of stubborn I was like okay if I'm gonna if I'm gonna go out there and date it needs to be extreme mm-hmm. so it was February and I said to myself Jen you're gonna go on 14 first dates this month so in the month of February I did 14 first dates I would do four dates a day Jen that's exactly what I did no way after my last breakup I'm not oh kidding you. God. I'm not kidding you. I literally feel like you like heard that or something. I feel like we're a secret soulmate. I mean, that's this was three years ago. insane to me because yeah. that's exactly what I did a year well, ago. Well, I got the idea because a bride who I was mm. working with was like, I met my, boy, I met my husband because I made a spreadsheet and I mm. treated it like uh, an adventure. I went on four coffee dates a day. So I was right. like taking note of that. And that's pretty much what I did. I met nobody. Uh-huh. And I went to delete the app. I was on Hinge. And I go to delete it, and there's one message about to expire. And the guy's like, hey, we didn't get a chance to talk, but I'm, I'd love to meet you. I'm, like, dying right now because I met my boyfriend on No Hinge. way. <laughs> Wait, do we have the same this, boyfriend? Do we have the same life? Like, are we living oh parallel God. lives? But That's continue, crazy. so. So I was like, oh, I can't go on another date. Mm-hmm. And, like, he gave me his number. I was like, I don't want to text him first. But I was like, you know what, Jen? Like, what's date 15? Right. So I texted this guy and I was like, listen, if you want to meet me, meet me on Sunday for coffee at 12. I was Mm. such a bitch. And I go to the coffee shop. I I was over it. Men love that. Yeah, I was over it. He shows up. I'm sitting down waiting for him with my arms crossed. I don't look great because I don't care. Mm. This guy walks in and I've never, I've never in my life seen a guy walk into a room and be that excited to meet me. It was bizarre. Like most guys on dates come and they see me. They're like, okay, this guy like walked in. He lit up. He was so excited to like be alive and be on this date. I love that. And then like 30 minutes in, I was like, oh, he's something interesting. Like I was like straightening my hair, sitting up straight. Uh Like, but it was date 15. It was date 15 on Hinge. So date 15 was the one. Day 15 was the one. I remember it was crazy because we sat there for two hours. We talked so much. I didn't want to leave. And Mm. before the date ended, what I loved about him was he looked at me and he was like, I'd love to see you again. And I was like, wait, what? Like, we're not going to play this game of like not texting for a week, you know? And he's like, I know you love pizza because he researched me. He's like, I'd love to take you out for pizza on Tuesday. And I wasn't even like, oh, let me say I'm busy. I was like, okay, like Uh totally. And he made it so easy. It was almost weird. It was weird. So all of the like rumors um, are true about like when a guy's into you, it'll be, I guess, easy or he'll he'll make it clear. 
Right? I, I think it should be easy. Like, I think when you're playing a game with a person, that's reflective of how your relationship is going to be. Mm-hmm. You know, like, if you... I walked into that date because I was so over dating and was mm-hmm. like, here's who I am. I'm not hiding it from anyone. And right. if he didn't like me on date one, well, he wasn't going to like me month three. And I didn't want to get to month three. 100%. So you put it all out there. You don't play the game because what do you have to lose? Exactly. I really love that. And I have to ask, when is his birthday? He's a Taurus, so his birthday is May 6th. Oh, that's wonderful for you if Taurus is your moon. Yeah, but we're, like, apparently we're not supposed to be a good match, which sort of freaked me out at first. Based on your sun signs, correct. Yeah. Um, But you don't know the rest of his chart. I mean, you might now. No, yeah. Um, But the good match thing is bullshit when it comes to sun signs. Mm -hmm. A match has to do with your entire charts together. Okay, like that. And, um, and that's why sometimes you'll see like a meme that's like, you know, am I compatible with their astrological chart, right? Okay. As opposed to their sign. Good. Um, my parents are incompatible sun signs. Um, nice. and they've been together for 35 years. They it. are like hashtag goals. Yeah. Um, and so I really strongly say that like, don't listen to those yeah. things. Um, and listen to, you know, actions over words and feelings over potential facts. Hey guys, popping in here to tell you about my favorite brand. You've heard me talk about it before and it's just the best, most motivating stuff ever. Like I, I wouldn't work out without it. It's called Fabletics. You may have seen the commercials with Kate Hudson, who's such a queen. She's one of the co-founders and basically Fabletics is trendy, stylish gym wear, very affordably priced. It inspires you to work out and to be active. All you do, you go to the website, fabletics.com, F-A-B-L-E-T-I-C-S.com, slash Acme, and you take a style pop quiz so that they know like what your style is for when you do order the clothes. And then you shop from thousands of styles that are curated just for you. And you could check out as a guest or you could become a VIP. But if you become a VIP, you get 50% off regular prices, which means you can get two leggings for only 24 bucks, which is probably what you spend on lunch in a day if you live in the city. It's incredible. At least it has been for me. They have yoga, gym gear, sports bras, shoes, accessories. Personally, I just realized that my sports bras were straining my neck. And thank God for Fabletics and their incredible price in their comfy clothes because now I can get a completely different set of bras. There's no commitment to purchasing monthly. It's really incredible. Like all these other places are so expensive. Like Fabletics is the only place where you can get leggings for like a third of the price as you see them everywhere now. They're just the best, honestly. Like, I really love them. They're so cute. My favorite style at the moment is the motion two-piece outfit which is on sale for $34.97. It's green, which I absolutely love. And there's like pockets to breathe. And I usually wear it with a baseline top. It's like also green. It's nice to match, you know. And the cozy two-piece outfit is also one of my favorites. That's only $24.97. So check it out. Go to fabletics.com acme and slide into my DMs if you have any questions. Thanks, guys. Hope you enjoy the episode. What about your ex? And this is the last time we'll talk about them. Um, when was his birthday? So 
I've only really had two. And ironically, one was an Aries. Mm. And Aries and Aries are a fire. And that's exactly was what that it was. Was that the Thailand? No, it was the guy before. Okay, okay. I call him World War One, And Hilarious. then <laughs> World War Two is Thailand. And he was a Libra. Oh, mm-hmm. shit. Which was, like, good, mm-hmm. I think. But ultimately not. It's funny because Aries Libra is super hit or miss. Yeah. I have dated my fair share of Aries. It's really good until it's not, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And sometimes I've actually heard it's better your way, meaning the woman being an Aries. Yeah. But if the Libra is too selfish, it's really a done deal there. There you, you know? go. He had to go to yeah. Thailand. Exactly. So, and I'm sure he still regrets that to this day. I mean, he is married with kid, but everything happens for a really weird exactly. reason. Like, you what? don't know what he's thinking, no. whether he's married with kid or not. No. And honestly, like, I know this sounds super cheesy, but I have to say it is what got me through this that moment was a Hallmark movie that I was watching. Which one? Oh my god, it was a Christmas one. That's I, so airs of you to watch <laughs> Hallmark movies. And there was a line in the movie that was like, when a love leaves you, it's because a greater one awaits mm. you. And like, I don't know what it was about that line, but I was like, I believe you. And Oh, I believe that. I'm actually going to write that down it was um, for a poll question. Yeah, I, I was like, I honestly believe you. And because of that, I'm going to let this go. Because I know there's something greater for me. And I think it's really hard when you're going through a breakup to believe that, to mm-hmm. listen to that. But there was something about that that movie, that line, that, that hit me at that time. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, this is true. And I'm going to believe it. For and sure. I did. I, I really love that. Um, and I really do believe that we're meant to hear things that yes. we hear at certain times yeah. and, and all that stuff. Um, that higher power, quote unquote, stuff. Yeah. Not necessarily religious, but definitely someone guiding us, which is a nice feeling. It could be a cheesy Hallmark movie that just hits you when you're low and you're just like, oh my goodness, I needed to hear this advice right now. And Mm -hmm. as an Aries, being super stubborn, I listen to nobody's advice. You know, my friends could say, leave him behind, do this. And I'd be like, no, no, no. But then something hits you and it sticks. And I'm serious. It changed my life. Like, I, I, owe, I owe everything to this Hallmark movie. Do we remember the name? No. <laughs> I really wish I did because, I don't know. I really love Hallmark Christmas movies. They're cheesy. They're so unrealistic. But they're life. That's they're goals. great. And tis the season. Yes. As they say. Yes. So let's hear about some of these bridesmaid stories. What is kind of your go-to, like, craziest bridesmaid story? Um, Have there been any, you know, call-offs or anything like that? So I've been doing this job for four years. I've worked close to 100 weddings. I've seen it all. I would say the the weirdest one was a wedding that I worked in Staten Island. And three minutes before the wedding, the bride grabs me by the wrist, pulls me into a room, and locks the door. And says to me, Jen, I hate the groom. (gasps) And by that point, like, I thought I had seen it all. I was probably two years into the job. And my whole body froze. And I was like, what do I do? You know, as a hired bridesmaid, I pretend to be the bride's friend. So no one knows I'm hired. I have a fake name, a fake backstory, and I pretend to be her best friend. What's the reasoning usually behind that? Usually it's because either A, they don't have any close friends, which Mm. sounds weird, but I honestly do get it. Like, we do move away from our girlfriends as we age, Mm. and we live different lives than them. Um, And two, they have friends, but their friends are hot messes. So their friends Mm. are just dramatic and then a lot, and they need someone to come in there secretly and deal with the chaos. Mm. So... So here I am as her hired best friend for the day, practically dealing with something that I didn't know what to do. So I instantly just sort of was like, okay, here's what we're going to do. Like, if you want to leave your wedding, we can. You know, Mm -hmm. you have 300 guests here. 
a lot of them flew in from Africa. But if you want to leave, we'll leave. I'll call us an Uber. We'll go. But before we do that, you need to talk to the groom. Mm. So I locked him in the room with her. I put a timer on my phone for 10 minutes. And I said, when after the 10 minutes, I'll come back for you and you'll tell me what you want. And I opened the door after 10 minutes and she's like, we talked about it. We don't love each other. We will go through with this as a show, but we won't sign any marriage paperwork and then we'll break up after. But isn't the paperwork usually already signed by the by the wedding? Sometimes, but in some in some ceremonies, they sign it right before the ceremony or right after the ceremony. I see, I see. So they didn't sign the paperwork and they went through the wedding. And what happened was everything went wrong. It was an outdoor wedding in August and it rained. So everyone was soaking wet. The cake. But isn't rain at a wedding supposed to be a good sign? So I, I think it's good luck, but mm-hmm. in this case, it was almost like, hmm. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like it was a little bit of bad luck because after that, they went to move the cake on a table and they picked up the table and the Uh-oh. table collapsed and so did the cake. <gasps> and I mean, just like everything went wrong and it was a tough experience because... I can't make decisions for the people I work for, mm. but I do want them to have the option of leaving if they want, you know? For sure. So I, I see a lot of cold feet. I see a lot of cancellations. People think that's insane, but it's just real life. And yeah. sometimes you don't know how you feel about a person until you're about to step foot down that aisle. And I mm-hmm. get that completely. For sure. Wow. I'm assuming with that story, there are more yeah. Can we hear the second and third craziest? It doesn't have to yeah. be a call off necessarily. Um, you know, it could be like, you know, someone catching someone having sex or, yeah. you know, whatever you still kind of think about today. Yeah. So this is actually the last chapter in my book when you least expect it. And it's, it was a really hard chapter to write because it's a really hard story to, to live through. I had a bride who hired me and I thought I was being catfished. She wouldn't Skype me. She wouldn't send me pictures of her. She wouldn't give me her social media. I was like, oh my God, I don't know if you're real. And we talked on the phone once a month for a year before the wedding to get to know each other and to plan my backstory. Mm. And basically I knew something was off. And this was a wedding where she hired me and two other people. So I had brought two people with me and was honestly scared for our lives. How did you find the the other two people? Do you have people that work for you? Yeah, so Mm -hmm. I've had about 30,000 people apply to work for me. I hired a team of people and I fired people, but I have also hired some friends. And this wedding in particular, I brought two good friends. I have to say, I feel like this is something I would do well at. Yes. You're hired. I'm telling you, I don't think you would necessarily like it, though, because it is, like, it's not as glamorous. Can I do destination only? Yeah. (laughs) I can send you to Mexico. I'll send you to, like, Spain. Yeah, for sure. I'm not going to put you in Michigan. Um, And anyone listening, if you want to apply, we'll tell you how at the end. Um, Okay, but so you brought your two friends. So I'm about to bring my two friends, and I'm like, oh, my God, like, I'm actually really scared for our lives. Mm. So the night before the wedding, before I fly out there for the rehearsal dinner, we get on the phone once more, and she goes, Jen, I have something to tell you. And I'm like, yes, like, here's the moment I'm going to find out what's Mm. really going on. And she says to me, the man I'm about to marry is gay. Oh, shit. And again, I suddenly froze and didn't really know what to say. What did that have to do with her not wanting to show her face over the Skype or or FaceTime? I think that that was just a product of her not being technologically savvy. I see, I see. But, like, I didn't realize that, you know? So, like, she was... 
um, a little bit older, upper 30s. I just don't think she, like, had a Facebook, and I just don't sure. think she, like, cared to Skype, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't even, like, that she wasn't who she was saying she was. She was. But she was marrying this man who was gay for reasons other than love. And at first, I was like, oh, my God. Like, am I okay with this? Do sure. I care? And then I got on the plane. I went there. I did my job. I got it. I understood what she was doing. Can you explain to us? Yeah. She was protecting him. She was protecting him. She had a kid who was 13, and they all lived together. She traveled a lot. So this man protected the kid, Mm. watched the kid. Um, Her goal, and this might be really crazy to people, was to help him eventually come out and live the life he was meant to live. But Mm -hmm. he came from a very conservative, strict family, and he didn't feel like he could be open about that. So they were getting married for the security, the safety, the comfort, everything, even love in a different way. And I write about this in the book, is that there's so many different kinds of love. Like, everyone I've ever loved, I've loved in such a different way. So Mm. we can't always judge love. Um, But it, it was, you know, beautiful, a beautiful thing. And... I got it. Like, I actually got it. And I had to give a speech at the wedding. I've never met her before in my life, but I often give speeches at weddings. And I had to get up there knowing what I knew and talk about their love. And I found it really easy to do because it was love like any other, but yet it was also a little bit different. And it was non-sexual love. Yeah. And there's a lot of that that we don't know about. People get married all of the time for different reasons. Mm -hmm. And I don't think we can judge that. I agree completely. And there are also, you know, functioning relationships of, like, very high-powered people who, you know, one might be gay and one might be protecting. And that could be for, you know, for a multitude of reasons. And as you said, we, we can't really judge that. No, you can't. And, like, what I've learned in this job, I've worked close to 100 weddings, you really never know anybody. Mm. And a lot of why people hire me is because their real friends don't know their full story either. Mm. And that's because sometimes we open up to strangers more than we do our own friends. And that's okay. I hope you guys are enjoying this episode with Jen. And I just have to say, like, after listening to everything that Jen told me, I might be using bridesmaids for hire because I am truly shook. And since we're on the subject of weddings to begin with, I really would love to tell you about Zola. Zola is the best website you could ever use for wedding planning, registry, everything all in one place. There's over 500,000 couples who've used Zola. And it's honestly the most affordable wedding registry, wedding website ever. It's free, like when you start, it's totally free. There's over a hundred beautiful designs to choose from, and you could even put your registry on there. So it's pretty ideal. And um, if you wanna start your free wedding website today because you're inspired by this wedding convo, you also will get 50% off your registry on Zola as well. So check it out, go to Zola.com, Z-O-L-A.com, And um, I hope you'll love it. I mean, I just helped my friend do hers and it looks amazing. And um, I really think you guys will like it. If you have any questions, slide into my my DMs. I'll tell you all about Zola. And now back to Jen and her amazing stories. I'm still feeling really like 
intrigued by the whole idea of a bridesmaid for hire. Yeah. I think when you first said it, I was like, you know, that sounds fun and, and like a cool like hobby type thing, but it's not. It's a real job. Yeah. And it takes a real person of character to do that job. It does. I mean, people apply and they think it's a job where they're going to wear a dress, walk down an aisle, get drunk and dance and hook up with guys. But I don't do any of that. Like, Mm. I treat this like a real job. I show up. I'm sober. You have to be because you deal with ridiculous things. Sober usually like all, uh, but 100% of your life when you're not doing this no, stuff no, or just no. at these on things? the job I yeah see, I like see. I mean most people go to weddings for the open bar right. I don't go near an open bar right. and you're so you busy you have to be yeah you have on to be point. on point I mean you're honestly more than the wedding planner probably. beyond because like look you're hired to do a job and mm. that means if someone says dance you dance or right. deal with the mother you deal with the mother like for sure. you're not there to like get the open bar and flirt with the guys when I was single people were like oh my god did you meet anyone I'm like who what no like this is my job and you get you're getting a paycheck to be a best friend at a wedding for sure you be the best friend you can be but I'm sure people still flirt with you or try to you know I have such a high guard up Mm. because a I'm not truly myself I don't go to these weddings as Jen Glantz I go as Jen Smith Jen Cohen Jen whoever you know Mm. so even if I do if I did meet someone back in the day at a wedding there was no follow-up because I wasn't myself. So I never even tried or cared about that. From the get-go, did you decide you weren't going to be um, under the influence of anything at these weddings? Or was it something you, like, tried to have a drink and then realized, like, no, I can't do both? The thing that I think made me a great bridesmaid for my friends' weddings is that I took it seriously, too. So, like, Mm -hmm. even at my friends' weddings, I barely drank anything because I was dealing with chaos until Mm. midnight. So it was a natural thing. Like, I'm never tempted at a wedding. I never was. I know it sounds boring, but I think why I'm so good at this job is because when I was in college, I was president of my sorority. Oh, And back then, when you were president, you could not drink at social Mm -hmm. events. So that sort of trained me to, like, go into chaos or events where people were getting drunk and being the only sober person there. And I don't mind it. For sure. And is this a full-time job now? It, it is. It's one of my full-time jobs. Um, I still work weddings, but I do have a team of people who work them with me and for me instead. Um, and I've been doing this for over four years. I don't have plans to stop. I've seen bridesmaids who are 60 years old, so I don't think age is going to matter. But mm-hmm. um, I still I still like it. It's, it's really cool. And there's nobody in the world who's doing it like I'm doing it. I was the first and only for a while. So That's awesome. What yeah. a pioneer. Yeah. And, um, my, so one of my best friends is getting married in May. Um, we are so excited. We all went to college together, so we know the whole the, both of them. Um, and she has decided not to have bridesmaids. Mm. And um, so, so obviously, you know, he's not going to have groomsmen. And this is actually becoming more frequent yeah. of a thing. Is this a few questions? First of all, are you threatened by this? Mm. Um, and second of all, do you think it's a bad idea? And um, third of all, who who can, you know, keep things uh, like normal if there isn't a bridesmaid? I want to go on the record and say that I will never have bridesmaids if I get if I get married. Oh, I think you cannot put that much pressure on a group of friends. Mm -hmm. You need to hire professionals, whether it's a bridesmaid for hire or a wedding planner or somebody else, honestly, to Mm -hmm. deal with those things for you. But your friends are not trained. That's not what they're there for. I mean, you have friends at your wedding because you want them to celebrate and have fun. But if you treat them poorly before the wedding, they're not going to do any of that at the wedding. So I honestly think the idea of not having bridesmaids is smart. I'm not threatened by it because 
wedding traditions are still stuck in so many people's heads where they feel like they have to do all of these things to make their wedding normal. Mm. So I've, I've said this from the start and I write this in my book that I think weddings have got completely out of control. Mm-hmm. I don't particularly like weddings. I think that they're too expensive and people do things that they feel forced to do and one of those Mm. things is have bridesmaids have 10 bridesmaids because everyone else is having 10 but you only have five really good friends right um so i think it's a tradition that will eventually go away Mm -hmm. what if your bridesmaids are just family like just your cousins and and um sisters and aunts and uncles I think what the core of this situation is, is redefine bridesmaid. Like, mm-hmm. hey, have whoever you want, call them a bridesmaid. Just don't ask them to do anything. Like, right. don't ask them to coordinate limos for you. Don't ask them to spend $5,000 on a bachelorette party. Please don't ask them to buy a $500 dress they're never going to wear again. Like, right. make whoever you want a bridesmaid, but just treat them like a friend and make them feel like they're having fun with you in the process. Right. That's all that you really have to do to have a good time. And, like, make their life easier. Yeah. Yeah, like don't expect them to like step up as wedding planners. I right. mean, most people who get married in their twenties and thirties, like their friends are busy. We're all figuring out our lives. We all have things going on. Like right. you can't expect me to drop everything to go do all these things with you. And that's how I've seen so many friendships end mm. at the wedding. I've heard stories. Yeah, I, I've heard um, someone was um, asked to be a bridesmaid and then disinvited from being a bridesmaid. Um, but still asked to be at the wedding. Yeah. I've heard, um, you know, s- someone choosing bridesmaids, then adding someone later, yeah. which is is hard. Um, I will say, though, I've been a bridesmaid only once. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm 28, so I guess I, I'm lucky. You are. Um, but when I was a bridesmaid, shout out to my friend Natalie, she made it so super easy for me to be a bridesmaid and for all of us she got all of our dresses for us she um we did we did have a bachelorette but she made sure it was something that everyone was kind of down for we went to miami um which you know most most girls love you can't go wrong with that you really can't Mm -hmm. and um we did we did do group dinners but every dinner was taken care of yeah which was so nice and obviously i understand that um you know some people probably can't can't manage to do that. Um, so it depends on the situation, but I think that those people shouldn't have, uh, what's it called? Bachelorettes. Or like you could, I mean, okay, honestly, we all know this is true. Like you could have fun with your core group of friends anywhere. Exactly. Like most of us have fun sitting on the floor of an apartment on a Friday night. Exactly. Like don't think you have to take those people to somewhere extravagant to have the time of your life. For sure. And my, and my best friend who's getting married in May is doing just that. We're in New York. We're all based in New York. And the bachelorette's in New York. None of us have to go anywhere. None of us have to leave our apartments. All we have to do is have a night out. And it's you'll have so much perfect. fun. And that's more normal because, like, people are going to show up and be their best selves. But take mm-hmm. them to Vegas and everyone's going to be like, oh, my God, I can't really afford this. I don't really want to be here. Like, you know, like, I just think we all try to make our weddings as so extravagant. But you're isolating the people you love by doing that and expecting things from them. I mean, right. It's friendship. You really can't expect much from anyone except to be a good person. Mm-hmm. What's your best advice, though, for someone who is, we'll call them traditional instead mm-hmm. of, you know, basic. Yeah. And um, and wants to do the whole, like, nine yards of, I want to go to Vegas for my bachelorette. I want to do these big dinners. I want my bridesmaids to get their own dresses. I want this and I want that. And, and like, you know, and 
they're stubborn. Yeah. I mean, there is nothing wrong if you want to go down that traditional route. I mean, hopefully you're only getting married once in your life, so make it amazing, right? But set expectations from the start. Tell your bridesmaids before you ask them, hey, here's what I expect of you. I mm-hmm. want to do this, 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 and this. Are you cool with that? Right. Now, if they say no, you have to remember that you can't be upset with them mm-hmm. because you've set expectations and they've told you from day one, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. Rather than have them say yeah and then resent them three months in because they don't answer your phone calls anymore. Right. So set expectations, but also know that you might be pushing some people away from the experience, but that's a give and take kind of thing. So if you're okay, with that then yeah bring them to vegas do the whole thing but just know that not everyone can can do that for so many reasons and it's not because they don't like you they just sometimes can't afford it hey guys just popping in one last time to tell you about another one of my favorite products lola is founded by women for women it's the best female-founded company for organic tampons, pads, liners, and sex products. They have lube, um, they have condoms, and basically why I love Lola so much is that their products are super healthy and really good for you. And I personally use their tampons, and they're made without any irritating chemicals. They're gynecologist approved hypoallergenic and like if you are very sensitive down there and susceptible to like kind of anything which you know a lot of women are Lola is the perfect way to just like guilt-free you know use products that you don't have to worry about and stress about if they're going to do anything to you so go to mylola.com and enter acme acme when you subscribe and you'll get 40 percent off all your subscriptions so mylola.com slash acme now. Check it out and um, be safe out there. All right, back to the episode. Speaking of, you know, it being expensive, do you think that if you do ask someone to be your bridesmaid, and so that's already like, you know, $1,000 right there if you're doing the whole traditional thing, do you think that person also needs to get you a gift? I don't, but Mm -hmm. I know that a lot of brides will be totally on the opposite end of that. I mean, like, I think being a bridesmaid, A, is a nice gift, but there shouldn't be any requirements. Like, I would, I always gave my friends gifts because I wanted to, Mm -hmm. but I don't think there should be, like, any kind of requirement. Like, you must give a gift here, here, and here. And people are always like, well, how much should I give? Nobody should ever tell you how much to give a gift, you know? So I think if you're a bridesmaid, figure out what the best possible gift you could give in your price ranges and do that but don't feel expected to give an extra three hundred dollars because everybody else is Mm -hmm. and what does your boyfriend think about what you do it's so crazy because dating was impossible when your profession is bridesmaid for hire i'd go on dates with guys and all they would do would berate me and question this job and call me a wedding crasher and i would get defensive you know i would stand my ground and be like no i'm actually helping women and i'm proud of what i do and i'm an entrepreneur and they would be like when are you gonna get a real job and i was like no no no, i left a real job for this for sure um so it was really hard and he had done a lot of research on me before he came to the date and he was so excited to hear about my job and he's an entrepreneur also who creates crazy things so um we bonded over it and he's been nothing but respectful every other guy i've ever dated was like 
choose your business or choose me. And I was like, well, I'm going to choose my business. And this boyfriend was like, do whatever you have to do. I'll be here. You know, I'll drive you to the weddings. I'll pick you up. I'll, you know, so that was also how I knew he was awesome was because he never made me feel like I had to choose or have a balance. He understood the craziness of having your own business. So Mm. don't give up until you find a guy like that. Seriously. They're out there. I promise you. For sure. And let's talk about groomsmen. Yeah. Do you have a part of your business that is groomsmen for hire? I don't. When I first started, I was like, I want to help groomsmen myself. But then Uh I was like, that's dumb. Um, No, I never got into that market only because it's been overwhelming just servicing brides. Mm. But I do think there are needs for groomsmen out there. I just think that it's way different than what bridesmaids need. There's the movie The Wedding Ringer with Kevin Hart. And that's all about being a groomsman for hire, a best man for hire. Mm -hmm. But like whatever's portrayed there is not what I feel like women need. You know, Mm. women don't need someone to show up and get drunk with them. They need someone to like be there for them, support them. So I think the needs are just so different that I never, I never wanted to branch over. Mm -hmm. And have you ever had like competition with other bridesmaids or like maids of honor to like be there better for the bride. The crazy thing is (laughs) most people don't know I'm hired. So the bride will hire me and not tell her bridesmaids, not tell her fiance, not tell her parents. It's like, it's like a Helen knows the owner. Yes. From literally from bridesmaids. Yes. (laughs) So like I'll show up and people will be like mad at me from the get go. Cause they're like, who is this girl? Why wasn't she at anything ever? And why is she like giving us orders? So Uh I usually walk into like really challenging situations of people who don't like me. but I've gotten really good at getting them to respect me in under three minutes and a lot of that is just relating to them helping them out getting on their side and talking to them like they're human too so but yeah I mean a lot of times I walk into the room people are like questioning me like who are you why are you here Mm. um how come I've never seen you before but I'm pretty good at dealing with that for sure I love that and um I'm just thinking of that scene where she's like speaking of Consuelos (laughs) I love that movie so Um, much how do you get inspiration for these speeches I mean obviously you like cultivate a relationship with these women um which is definitely helpful for that Mm. I'm sure but do you have a go-to speech I really don't. I mean, like, I think um, from even when I graduated college, I wanted to be a motivational speaker. Like, it's always what I wanted to do. I am excellent at getting up in front of a group of people and talking. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just so natural to me. So that one I was telling you about where she married the, the man who was gay... I wasn't supposed to give a speech and the DJ like literally handed me the mic and I was like, all right, like I can just speak without planning. For sure. So a lot of times I just go off of the vibe, go off of the energy, go off of what I honestly have learned about those two human beings in the six hours I've spent with them, which is a lot. So it's never planned, but I would say I also am hired to write vows and write speeches for maid of honors. And when I do that, it's usually a template of how do you know this person? What have they taught you? How do you know the person they're marrying? Why do you think they're good for them? Keep Mm. it short. Keep it sweet. Um, That's all you have to do. Do you think that vows should be um, at the ceremony or in private? I think there should be two versions of it. I love when couples have their written vows that they exchange to each other privately. But I mean, like, I'm such a person who I don't want a traditional wedding at all. But all I want to do is read vows Mm. to the person I marry in front of people. Me too. I want people to cry. Yeah. And like, I want to cry because to me, it's like. It is such a joining together of like, hey, look, we made it this far. Let's keep this going. Mm -hmm. And I think there is something so beautiful about that. 
don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. That's great. So I'm just like bewildered by you and this <laughs> profession. Thank I think you. it's so amazing. And I think like I know people who who need someone like you at their sure. wedding. Not saying I don't because yeah. I, I might too. Yeah. Um, so on that note, please let us know where. Well, first, let's start with your favorite poem or your favorite quote. And then please tell us where we can apply. Sure. So, I mean, my favorite quote in life. And if I could, like, have this in my front of my face all day long, it would be never give up. I mean, everything I've tried to do in life, people have told me to stop. Mm-hmm. When I started this business, people were like, are you serious? Like, this is a joke. And I was like, no, it's real. I'm going to prove you wrong. Mm. Um, so my favorite quote is just never give up because. Yeah even with dating and love like there's always something great if you just Mm -hmm. keep pushing um but you can find out more about bridesmaid for hire at bridesmaidforhire.com you can find me jenglance.com and you can listen to my podcast you're not getting any younger on itunes and wherever podcasts exist i love that thank you so much thanks for having me you have been such an amazing person and aries to have on the pod (laughs) um and um write us a review follow us at we met at acme and i hope you enjoyed this episode and hearing about bridesmaid for high bridesmaids no bridesmaid okay i got it right and jen um so thank you all for listening and have a great day